Pastor Doug Meacham from Grace Chapel in Westerville, Ohio, and we welcome you back to Life's Beautiful Journey Radio. Each week we will be talking about a different part of life, and this week we will be talking about pets. You know, most uh, say uh, that their pet is part of their family, I believe, and in the United States, roughly 85 million households have at least one pet living with them. Now, a pet could be a horse, a chicken, goldfish, lizard, hamster, (laughs) you name it, right? All sorts of creatures. But uh, most of the time, I know you see uh, dogs or cats in the household, and a lot of times your pet can be helpful around the house, can it? I know that we like having a little guard dog in our home who does her share of barking when a stranger is anywhere near, and I'll mention a little bit more about her here in a minute, but uh, that alarm-like feature of a pet reminds me of a joke. You ready for a joke? Here we go. Late one night, a burglar broke into a house, and he froze when he heard a loud voice say, Jesus is watching. Silence returned to the house, so the burglar crept forward a little more. Jesus is watching. The voice boomed again. The robber stopped dead in his tracks and frantically looked all around, and he spotted a parrot in a cage. Was that you? asked the burglar. Yes, answered the parrot. The criminal sighed in relief and asked, What's your name? Clarence, said the bird. Well, that's a silly name for a parrot, sneered the burglar. What goofball named you Clarence? Well, the same goofball who named the Rottweiler Jesus. Sick him, Jesus! <laughs> oh boy, it's good to have protection from our pets, though, isn't it? You know, growing up, I had several pets in my life. I had some goldfish, an earthworm who sadly dried up in a jar overnight since I didn't understand yet that it needed moist dirt to live in, not just a jar. Uh, We also had a hamster named Bubba and a poodle terrier mixed uh, dog named Bo. And now Bo was a little nervous and often was protective of his territory, especially his food bowl. And I know because he would growl every time I walked by it. But I was uh, playing with him as a little boy and was talking to him with an Ernie puppet from Sesame Street. Talking to him under the, the bed there. And he must have felt trapped under that bed, sadly. And at one moment, uh, he decided to lunge out to bite at the puppet and caught me right in the upper lip. Needless to say, we had to make a mad dash to the urgent care for some stitches, and the scar is still there today. But uh, even with all that happening, you know, I loved my dog so much, and I was afraid he was going to have to go away after that incident, but he got to stay with us uh, a while longer, a bit longer there, just with a little begging on my part, of course. And he ultimately ended up with some uh, skin issues and had bad vision and And sadly, he passed away while I was living in Nashville, and uh, my mom was, and dad were taking care of him. So, uh, it's sad. You know, we love our pets, don't we? It's like a bond that we form with them, and uh, they just become a part of that family. You know, one of the first pets that came to our family after my kids were interested in pets was a hamster named Sugar. Now, Sugar was just a little white dwarf hamster and was pretty feisty, and one night it escaped from its cage and was hiding under the couch in the living room. Now, we looked and we looked all around for that little thing and ultimately lured it out of a with a piece of carrot there and uh, must have been hungry, I, I believe, being under there all night. 
And, uh, you know, it's uh, amazing how, uh, uh, you know, you see these little creatures just uh, uh, give you so much concern. You know, we were concerned about that little thing and, and we found it and, and it all was okay from there on. And then a few years back, about seven now, I believe, we brought home a puppy named Esther. And who knew that such a little furry animal could be so attached to us and us to her? You know, they say that dogs are pack animals, and we could see that right from the beginning. She has always viewed me as the alpha and always uh, follows me around the house and, and lays on my lap in the evenings. And she sees my wife, Emily, as uh, one of her food providers and, and uh, adopted mama, I believe. And then our daughter, Faith, is kind of like her sister and also slash mom because she's always, uh, it's been her dog, really, uh, all this time. And she's also the one who takes care of the uncomfortable things like clipping of the nails and brushing her little teeth. And then our son, Tim, he's like her little brother or big brother, I guess, right? And they play uh, just all the time together. They're, they're buddies. You know, she also uh, looks at my mom and dad as her grandparents and she enjoys visits to their house so all we have to do is say papa and grandma and she just jumps on her back legs and looks forward to going over to visit them and has a great time there now we've only taken her out of state one time and that was to tennessee when we went down to Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg, and she stayed in the Doggywood kennel there at Dollywood at the amusement park while we went into the park for a while. And poor little thing, she looked pitiful when we came back out and she was looking at us. And uh, she's not real comfortable with strangers, so she was uh, kind of barking a bit uh, at them and, and uh, was happy to see us because her pack had arrived. You know, we've always said that uh, some early training in the area of social socialization might have helped with her, but, uh, you know, it's uh, at this point tough to teach a, a middle-aged dog new tricks, I guess. So we just let her do her thing. We still love her as one of the family. You know, you might wonder what the Bible says about pets. Well, Proverbs 12.10 says, A righteous man cares for the needs of his animal, but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. So there is virtue in caring for a pet, and it often helps teach our kids how to show love and care for one of God's creatures. You know, I've been asked before if I believe there will be animals in heaven. You know, so many uh, wonder if their pet will be there and all this. And I'm not 100% sure, but I do know that the Bible says Jesus will return riding on a white horse. So I would assume that means animals could be there. Plus, in Isaiah 11, 6 through 9, the Bible talks about the harmony and peace we will find in the new heaven and new earth by using animals in the scripture. It says the wolf will lie with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, the young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den. The young child will put its hand in the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So let's be thankful that God provided animals for us to enjoy in life. Also, be grateful that he helped Noah rescue each species. Think about that on the ark, right? As those flood waters came up, uh, it was awesome that he was able to have a pair <laughs> of each of the animal species to have there on the ark so that they could continue to grow and, and develop. And that's awesome that we have them now today. So hug your pet today, unless it's a fish, of course, or 
something else, (laughs) and enjoy the love God gives you through them, for that is the best way to travel through life's beautiful journey, isn't it? Our podcast, again, is sponsored by Grace Chapel Community Church, and more information can be found about the church at gracechapel.us. Again, that's gracechapel.us. Also, you can send me an email directly to pastordougmeacham at yahoo.com. Again, that's pastordougmeacham at yahoo.com. So won't you join us again next week for Life's Beautiful Journey? Thanks again for joining us. God bless.